The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guest and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. And wow, welcome to the show. Oh, I'm going to tell you right now. We have a great show for you today because we have someone I think so highly of. Well, first of all, you all know how I'm crazy about young people who are leaders in America for people with disabilities, and we have that person on the show today. And let me tell you, folks, she is a great advocate. She really is. Julie McCauley, who is a high school student, who I am just so proud of and proud to have on the show today. Julie, welcome to the show. Thank you for inviting me on your show. Oh, it's an honor to have you on the show. Now, Julie, before we get going here, how about if we begin by you telling our listeners about something I know you know a lot about, and that is Stevens-Johnson Syndrome, and then maybe you can even explain how it ended up impacting you. Okay, um, Stevens-Johnson Syndrome is a severe adverse reaction to medicine. Your immune system turns on itself trying to fight the medicine, and instead you end up burning from the inside out. I had Stevens-Johnson Syndrome when I was 11 months old to phenobarbital that I was on for pediatric epilepsy. I was burned over 80% of my body, and it attacked my mucous membranes, so I'm blind in my right eye, and I have low vision in my left. Um, it left me with photophobia and dry eye syndrome. Okay, what, Julie, are you there? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, Julie, I thought I lost you, couldn't hear you. Sorry about that. For those of you out there, don't worry, I was not having a seizure. I did not, I don't know what happened here with my line, but I thought I lost you for a minute. Well, hey, Julie, getting back to Stevens-Johnson Syndrome. Okay. Are you meaning that burns your skin? Is that what you mean? Yes. So, in other words, you could look as if you have third-degree burns. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. All right. So, so everyone understands this. The person doesn't know they have this disability. They are given some type of medication, and this is the result, this burning that Julie is talking about. And Julie did lose her vision in the one eye, impacted the other eye. She is a beautiful young woman, but she still has endured Terrible bullying at school, which we're going to talk about in a little bit. But I think we have someone on the line that wanted to talk to you. Sarah Elizabeth, are you there? Hello? 
Hello, Sarah. I'm here. Oh, go ahead, Sarah. Well, I think it's great that what you've done, I mean, I'm looking on your website right now, and it's amazing. I didn't even know this type of syndrome existed, but it's one of the things, just like epilepsy, that needs to be heard. We need to know more about this. We need to do more research, enlighten people, educate. Everyone needs to know about this because it's very serious, it seems. Yes. Well, you I'm know what, Shirley? Actually, actually, Julie was taking phenobarbital for epilepsy, right? Isn't that right, Julie? Yes, that's right. So she she was taking phenobarbital for epilepsy as a baby and did not know she had the Stephen Johnson syndrome, and that's when she had the reaction. So, Sarah Elizabeth, something you can, and just so you know this, Julie, Sarah Elizabeth, she, how old are you, Sarah Elizabeth? I'm turning 15 in February. I'm turning 15. She's yes. an author of a book. She speaks oh, across like the country. She is a dynamo. <laughs> oh, cool. So you know what, Sarah Elizabeth, you know what I want you to do? I want you to tell people with epilepsy about Stevens-Johnson syndrome. Oh, definitely. We have the link to your website, Juliet. We have your link linked to my website. So everyone can check it out, see what it is. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah, Julie, let me tell you, this girl's a phenomenon right here. I, I mean, she, she has epilepsy, but she has walks. She does all kind of fundraising. And she really wanted to be on the show today because she's so supportive of people like you. Hey, Sarah Elizabeth, what do you think Julie should do when people are bullying her? Oh, she... Well, what I can see from here is that she's standing up and she needs to continue to do that. Bullies, they don't have a place in the world. They just do this to make themselves feel better. But we are the people who need to show them that this cannot continue. People should not be bullied for what they have, how they act, how they dress, all that. We need to show them. We need to educate people so that they can understand that this isn't right. Yeah, and, and listen, Sarah Elizabeth, do you, I know you're really a cool young woman. Do you think bullies are cool, Sarah Elizabeth? <laughs> not at all. Bullies okay. Don't even. Not, not, not cool, right? No. Yeah. Okay, well, listen, and Julie, you have to connect to Sarah Elizabeth's website because that way you can get more information about the book she wrote and keep in touch with her because, listen, folks, I have these young people out there, and I am standing up for them. I'm going to fight for them, and I'm telling you right now, look out, look out, because we're creating a large army, and we're going to make a difference in America. Sarah Elizabeth, thank you so much for calling. And by the way, this is Sarah Elizabeth Clark. What's your website, Sarah? It's not who I am dot com. It's not who I am dot com. Hey, you've got to go there. Because if you don't know her, you're missing out. Thanks for calling <laughs> in, Sarah. Oh, no problem. It's my pleasure and it's a pleasure to meet you, Julie. Oh, nice to meet you too. Have a good day, Sarah Elizabeth. You too as well. Bye-bye. Julie, is she not cool or what?
Oh, she's awesome. Isn't she awesome? I know she's awesome, and there are many people like her out there, and we're going to connect every one of them to each other so we can go out there and make a difference. Now, speaking of that, Julie, what made you decide to become an advocate? I mean, a lot of people have disabilities, but they don't all go out there and do what you did. What made you decide to do that? I decided to become an advocate because, well, my mom runs the Stevens-Johnson Syndrome Foundation, and as I was growing up, she would get a lot of phone calls of kids who had um, SJS, and I would talk to them because we had a lot in common, and I realized um, that there was no easy way to explain this to kids and that they don't understand it. And being bullied, it's hard to explain to a kid that's bullying you what's wrong with you. And so I made a website Um, I created it to help explain SJS to kids in kids' terms instead of of in medical terms. And I also um, mentor a little boy at my little sister's elementary school who is completely blind, and we write Braille back and forth, and I've been helping him with his cane travel. And do you feel that it makes you stronger when you do this? Yes, I do. (laughs) I think it does, too. I think it makes you a better person when you're out there doing it. I really do think that. Now, now Sarah uh, Elizabeth called in, and she knows a lot about bullying, and and we're going to talk about that later. But in the meantime, you know, I'm lucky that Julie would be on my radio show. (laughs) I'm lucky because, see, now I don't have first seating with her because she had lunch with a somewhat famous person a few weeks ago. Do you want to tell everyone about that? Yes. I was in Arizona where I was giving a um, speech for the uh, ketogenic diet conference, and my vision teacher called to say I was nominated by the National Federation of the Blind to attend a mentoring luncheon with Michelle Obama. So my dad drove like crazy to get us back to Denver while it was snowing, and it was really exciting. So tell me, what did you think about meeting uh, the president's wife? Oh, it was so exciting to meet Miss Obama. She's so nice. When I got my placement card, I found that I was sitting at table number one, but I had no idea that it was the same exact table as Miss Obama. I bet you died, huh? Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. Well, did you get to talk to her about about disability? Yes, actually, I did. I mentioned to her how the kids had made fun of me at school. And she actually said to me, do you think about um, switching schools? Because I told her that we had contacted the principal and that we had tried to get the principal to stop to, to stop it in the school. And then I also got to give her a SJS fact sheet. So and she had never seen it before, never had heard of it before, and she took it, and um, she seemed very shocked. Yeah, well, I'm sure that she was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, too bad there, school. Don't you wish you would have got behind this before this young lady met with the First Lady of the United States? <laughs> so so what would you say you remember the most, Julie? About about that day, what what impacted you the most? What you what will you always remember the most from that day? Um, I think the thing I remember the most is when I handed her the fact sheet and I told her that there was no um, mandatory reporting system with the FDA, and how surprised she was 
Hmm. That really had an impact on her, huh? Yes, I think so. <laughs> and how about, did she say anything to you that, you know, really inspired you to do something different? Um, well, she, a lot of, almost everything she said was very inspiring because she gave us a lot of her personal information, like stories of how she grew up and how she was just like everybody else. Yeah, and her father had a disability also. Mm-hmm. I remember that very clearly. He had MS. He passed away, so they know about disability. Let me tell you that. They know about it. And she is a very wonderful, down-to-earth person. Um, and, and, of course, um, her husband, who I've also met, the president, is a wonderful, wonderful person. Uh, but I, I just was so excited, Julie, that you got to go to that. I just wish I could have seen your face when they told you you were going to, to lunch with Michelle Obama. <laughs> It was when they told me, I think that it was like when my mom told me, I think that I nearly like had a heart attack in the car. <laughs> well, you deserve it. And anyone listening to the show right now is going to find out in a few minutes why she deserves it. But what we're going to do is we're going to get ready to go to break because you're going to hear a story you will not believe, and it will impact you, I assure you. Right now, if you just joined us, you are listening to Joyce Bender, America's Voice, with this dynamo, Julie McCauley, who truly is someone I look up to. You're listening to me on Voice America, where disability matters every single day. We'll be right back. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Mom? Dad? How long should I wait for you? Mom? If I'm at soccer practice, what if something happens? Will you come get me? There's no reason not to have a plan in case of a terrorist attack. Mom, if you're not home, should we go to the neighbor's house? And some extremely good reasons why you should. Can you tell me? Everybody should have a plan. Take five minutes to talk about where you'll meet and how you'll get in touch with each other in an emergency. For other things you can do to be prepared, visit www.ready.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Homeland Security and the Ad Council. If you can't put down a good mystery novel, you'll want to check out Mystery Matters with Fran Stewart. Each week, you'll hear from the top mystery writers of our time. From suspense thrillers to forensics, you'll explore all of the categories that make a great mystery work. Not only will we discuss the secrets of the story, but we'll go behind the novel to sort out all of the pieces of the puzzle. Broadcast live each Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific on Voice America. Mystery Matters, where murder is an Open book. An ordinary sunny day. An ordinary family's living room filled with an ordinary bunch of kids. And they were doing nothing. They were couch slouching. They were rug imitating. And lazy minute after... Lazy minute was passing them by. When suddenly... Huh? 
Hey guys, that's a personal foul. An active activity on a sunny day. Coming to the rescue was NFL running back Reggie Bush. Players don't get lazy penalties. Let's play. Those kids, they listened to Reggie. They got up and play they did. There was fun and running. There were smiles and jumping. And laziness was crushed. Hey kids, don't get a lazy penalty. Kids, listen to Reggie and avoid lazy penalties. Be a player. Get up and play for an hour a day. Go online to check out smallstep.gov for fun playtime ideas. So you can be a player too. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Greg Grumberg from the TV show Heroes. One of my personal heroes is my son, who, like more than 3 million Americans, has epilepsy. When someone with epilepsy is having a seizure, their brain is temporarily producing more electricity than their body can handle. They can shake or stare or fall down. They can also even briefly lose consciousness. If you see someone having a seizure, please make sure they're comfortable and safe. And within a few minutes or less, the electrical overload will stop and they will be okay. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org. Thank you. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. Welcome back to the show, and I've got to tell you something, folks. We have this great young woman on the show today. Her name is Julie McCauley. She's in high school. She has Stephen Johnson syndrome. She lost her vision in one eye, totally blind from that, and somewhat in the other eye. But I want to tell you why I look up to her so much. She has endured absolutely horrific, and I mean unbelievable, bullying at school for a long time. And you know what? Look what she's doing. She's going out, speaking places. She has her website. She's working to help people. But you know, Julie is going to be a national leader in America, and I am behind her 100%. Now, if you're listening, you're thinking, oh, it can't be that bad. Come on. It can't be that bad. But Julie lives in Colorado, and Julie, I wanted you to first give everyone just a few examples of what you've dealt with with bullies at school. Bullies at school have been really cruel to me. They call me Cyclops, Blind Barbie. They break my sunglasses. They steal them out of my backpack. Um, they push me into walls. They blow horns on the sides of my head and try to, like, on my blind side, and then they move it to my sighted side when I look around, and then they laugh at me. Do you hear this? Do you know how angry this makes me? How in the heck can that be happening at schools when there are teachers and administrators at these schools? Do you understand what Julie means? Because she is blind and has just vision left in the one eye, they call her Cyclops at school, Blind Barbie, all these different names. And by the way, what she means about the sunglasses, she uses the sunglasses um, you know, to wear at school because of her disability, and what they do is they take them and they break them and then they laugh at her. So first I want to say to any one of you listening to the show from that school, shame on you. Shame on you. 
You know my friend Greg Grumberg from the TV show Heroes, my friend Alan Fanica, who plays for the New York Jets, my dear friend Ted Kennedy, Jr. I've told different people this story about Julie, and you know what they all say to me, Julie? What? They've got your back. They're behind you. Hey, it's not cool to make fun of people. When you do that, you just show how weak that you are. I mean, I just cannot believe, and Julie, if I'm right, weren't you pushed into a wall or something once? Yes, at my middle school, I was pushed into a wall while using my cane in the school, and uh, the school tried to kick me out because they said that I was a liability. And what did that do to you? Uh, well, it made me very upset, and I cried for a long time, and my mom ended up having to get a lawyer and contacting the school, and they got into a huge argument. And Julie has also had even teachers not want to have her participate in different things because she uses a cane. But I'm going to tell you right now, Julie just had lunch a few weeks ago with Michelle Obama. Julie's on this national radio show. Julie is going to be introduced by me to many of those people I just told you about. I'm on her side. I'm never on a loser's side. And when you do that to someone, you are so uncool. So, Julie, we're also live with questions coming in on my email, Twitter, and or Facebook. So here's the first one, and it is, Julie, I think you are the strongest person. This makes me sick when I hear about this. I'm for you, girl. Tell me, what has given you the strength to deal with this? I think I've gotten the strength to deal with this because I have so many people that support me, and my mom is always on my side, and no matter what, she'll help me through it. Oh, her mother is the most awesome person. Her mother is the head of the Stephen Johnson Syndrome Foundation. And, boy, you want to see someone with passion? You should meet Jean McCauley. I mean, she's got it going on. But, Julie, just so people understand this, how does that make you feel when people do this to you? Like, when you go home at night, how does that make you feel? Oh, I get very upset. I cry and I yell and I get, like, very, very angry, but... A lot of times I have to, like, step back and think, well, things could be worse. <laughs> well, I think you're a hero. You know that? Oh, thank That's you. what I think. I think you are awesome. And how about other people? Who you, have you ever noticed, Julie, them do that with other people with disabilities? Yes, actually, I have. They do it all the time at my school. They make fun of the other kids with disabilities. And why do you think that is, Julie? Tell me why you think that is. I'm not really sure why it is. I think because maybe they they see themselves, that they have something wrong with themselves, so they decide to take it out on others. Um, it's the only thing that can come to mind to me, or they're just really mean. Well, as I said, look where you are. Look where they are. <laughs> now, your mom, how does your mom tell you to deal with this? My mom tells me to hold, to hold my head up high and to never let them get to me, that it's just their opinion and that their opinion has no value. Yeah, that is so true. And to the school, by the way. You know, I am so honored that I'll be meeting with the uh, Secretary of Education, the new Secretary of Education, 
And I must tell you that I really hope that your school does something about this. As far as I'm concerned, there should be punishment when a school allows this to help happen. Now, I have another question that came in here from Facebook, Julie. Can you please tell me uh, why you think other kids are afraid to tell anyone they are being bullied? I think they're afraid of retaliation from the other kids, mm-hmm. like to be called um, a tattletale or for them to, like, threaten them or beat them up or something. Well, listen, we got, we've got a young woman who is another graduate of the Bender Leadership Academy, who I've got to tell you, she's a dynamo, and she's on the line to talk to you right now. Tana, are you there? Tana? Yes, ma'am. Go ahead, Tana. Um, this is Joyce. I'm on the line with Julie. How are you doing, Tana? I'm good. How are you? Oh, Tana, I'll tell you what, this Tana Burton. She is a graduate of the Bender Leadership Academy. She is a dynamo. She will be another great leader in America. And, Tana, we have Julie on the line telling everyone how every day at school they're calling her Cyclops because she is blind in one eye, blind Barbie, hitting her, knocking her into walls, but how no matter what, she's standing up taking it. What do you have to say to Julie, Tana? I want to tell Julie that... She is a phenomenal woman. I want her to stand up for herself and know that God created everything and he created everything beautiful and that she is beautiful and not to let people tear her down and put her down because she's just beautiful, period. I don't I don't care what anybody has to say about her or say to her. I want her to stand strong and keep her head up and know that she is somebody and know that, like I said, God created everything. God created it perfect and beautiful and that she is beautiful and not to let anybody put her down. That's right, because as I recall, we are made in God's image. Correct, Tana? That's correct. So, what do you think about all these people that make fun of her constantly? Would you want to be friends with them, Tana? No, I would not want to be friends with them. I think that someone who bullies someone because of how they are, how they talk, how they look, they need to look in the mirror and look at themselves instead of talking about others. I think that they need to question themselves and what they look like and what's going on with them in their lives. I think that they need to think before they speak to someone. I think that I would never go behind a bully and be on their side. It's just not right. You wouldn't want to be bullied, so why bully others? That's how I feel about it. So I would not be in that group. I would stand up. I would stand up if I was there, if I was the person who was seeing her be bullied or in that point where I've seen her be bullied by others. I'd be the one on her side standing up for her, letting them know that this wasn't right and that they need to change their ways and this, that, and the other. That's how I feel about the situation. What do you think about that, Julie? I agree. <laughs> what do you think of Tana? <clears throat> I think she's really, really cool. <laughs> yeah, she is really, really cool. She means it. I just want to tell you a little story about Tana. She had these friends. But she saw them making fun of someone. Can't remember, Tana, if that was your cousin they were making fun of or who they were making fun of. But they were making fun of someone, and she had to say to them, hey, would you like someone to do that to you or to your child or to someone that is connected to you? Would you like that? Because if you're going to do that, I can't be friends with you. Do I sort of have that story right, Tana? Yes, ma'am, you do. Yes, I remember that because, see, Tana believes, Julie, that you can't be a bystander. You've got to stand up for other people. And that's why Tana 
is a great leader in America. By the way, her name is Tana Burton, B-U-R-T-O-N. You'd be looking for her because you're going to be seeing her too. And you bullies that do all this to Julie, she's got another. She got so many friends coming out there. Look out! So, what word, what other words of advice do you have for Julie before you go, Tana? I just want to tell Julie that I want her to keep her head up. I want her to know that she is strong and that she is an almighty person and that she should just stand up and not let anyone put her down, to know that she is somebody in God's eyes, she's somebody in my eyes, and if she ever wants to call me, if she ever wants to hang out, if she want, I'm on Facebook. She can look me up on Facebook. You can look under Tana Burton. I'm there. She can look me up. She can send me a friend request, and we'll become friends, and I'll be behind her, and I'll be by her side, and to let others and bullies know that she is somebody and that you're not going to talk to her that way. And I'm just behind her 100%, so if she ever needs to call me, she can call my cell phone, she can hit me up on Facebook, anything that she wants to do, she can do it. I'll be there. Thank you. You're welcome. You are so awesome, Tana. You know that? And Tana, I'm behind you, too. And I won't let you go either, because I need more Tana Burtons in this world. And, Julie, that's B-U-R-T-O-N. Tana, thank you for calling in. You, too, Tana, are a phenomenal woman. Thank you. Thanks, Tana. All right, bye-bye. Bye-bye. So, Julie, did you know you had all these friends out there? No. <laughs> you got a lot of them. But right now we're going to get ready to go to break, and then we'll be right back with Julie McCauley. Better get used to hearing that name. You're going to hear that name a lot. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where guess what? We don't put up with bullies at voiceamerica.com. We'll be right back. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Hi, I'm Greg Grumberg from the TV show Heroes. One of my personal heroes is my son, who, like more than 3 million Americans, has epilepsy. When someone with epilepsy is having a seizure, their brain is temporarily producing more electricity than their body can handle. They can shake or stare or fall down. They can also even briefly lose consciousness. If you see someone having a seizure, please make sure they're comfortable and safe. And within a few minutes or less, the electrical overload will stop and they will be okay. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org. Thank you. Over there? Over there's the water. Whoosh, whoosh. And look at all this stuff I'm standing on. It's called sand, and it's everywhere. This woman may sound silly to you and me. It's made up of little tiny pieces of rocks. Teeny little pieces of rocks. But to her two-year-old son exploring the world around him, (laughs) she makes perfect sense. How does it feel when you touch the sand? Is it warm? Uh-huh. It's hard to hold in your hand, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Learning starts long before school does, and children are naturally curious. They want to learn, so follow their lead. Take simple, everyday moments, like sorting laundry or playing on the beach, and turn them into learning moments. Is this water? No. Very good. This is sand. Oh, <laughs> no, no, it's not food. It's sand. We don't eat sand. <laughs> Turn everyday moments into learning moments. Find out how at PornLearning.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. I can take care of myself. I can make a peanut butter sandwich. 
I can brush my teeth and I can give myself a bath. I can walk home alone from school. I can pick dinner from the trash behind the deli. I can watch the baby for the whole weekend. I can keep a baseball bat by my bed just in case there's trouble. Don't worry about me. I can take care of myself. If you're in jail, who'll be there to take care of your family? Something to think about before committing a gun crime. Gun crimes hit home. This message brought to you by Project Safe Neighborhoods and the Ad Council. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. Hey, welcome back to the show. And if you just joined us, we have a tremendous guest. We have Julie McCauley. Here is a young woman, (coughs) junior in high school, who has put up with brutal, and I mean brutal, bullying. And yet, she's going out being an advocate, a champion. A few weeks ago, had lunch with Michelle Obama, right by her, right at her table. And Julie, what is your website again? SASKidsSupport.org. Okay. Now, Julie, I have a question for you. How about other kids listening to you right now that are just getting bullied so much at school? What advice do you have for them? What would you tell them to do? I would tell them to believe in yourself because it doesn't matter what other people think of you. If they say something to you that's really cruel and mean, don't believe them because it is only their opinion, and their opinion is not a fact. It's just an opinion. Yeah. Yeah, isn't that the truth? Well, here's a question for you that came online, and that is, uh, Julie, I think you rock. I think you're awesome. Here's a question I have. For my brother, do you do you think it is helpful to try to get as many other people as possible to be friends with you if you have a visible disability and people make fun of you? Um, yes, I think that um, it is important that you get as many people behind behind him as you possibly can, and to help him with it as much as you possibly can because it's it's hard to handle it and deal with it. And if you're by yourself dealing with it, it makes things ten times harder. Well, here's another one for you from a uh, Linda in Florida. Hey, Julie, I know you're going to know what I'm talking about, but what do you suggest for people who are bullied via the web, such as Facebook? I say whoever's bullying you, I would block them. Do you know what she means? If you're bullied on Facebook, you can hit this little thing on the right-hand side, on the side of the page that says block, and you can block that person. Now, I don't know what to tell you about texting or, you know, any, anything like that. With texting, I, I would get their number um, blocked, too. You can call your phone company and they'll do that. Okay. Or change your number. <laughs> okay. Because I have one other thing to say. Don't take it. You've got to tell someone. And if you don't, you've got to tell a teacher. And if you don't believe there's a teacher you can trust, you know, because as Julie said about retaliation, then you've got to tell the guidance counselor. And if you can't trust the guidance counselor, you can go to the principal. And if you can't trust the principal, you have to go to your minister, your rabbi, and if none of those things work, you you know, go, of course, go to your parent, tell your parent, but you need someone on your side. 
you need someone. No one should have to put up with this ever. You know, don't just sit there and take it. Don't don't do that. Um, one more question from you here online. Hey, Julie, a question that I have for you, and this is Daniel from Maryland. Is the question, why do you think there are people at school that you think are your friends, you think they like you, you think they care about you, and then when you're bullied, they don't stand up for you? How do you feel about that? Well, I think that when they don't stand up for you, it's rude and that they're really not your friend because I've actually had friends where, where I've been made fun of and, like, and they're standing there and they haven't said anything about it and they don't stand up for me. I think it's rude and that they're not your friends and that it, a person like that you shouldn't be friends with because obviously they don't care about you. Yeah, okay. You don't know how much I agree with this. You know when people say to me, but they're my friends, I always tell them, no, they aren't. They are not your friends. Anyone that doesn't stick by your side through thick and thin, no matter what, they are not your friends. A friend is your friend at all times. A friend is not just your friend when no one else is standing there. Remember that. Make new friends. You know, go to your church, go to your synagogue, get out, go different places, get involved in volunteer activities, you know, the way Julie has. But I'm telling you right now, don't put up with that, and don't be a bystander. It's so terrible when people do that. You know what I mean? I mean, you've got to stand up for other people. And I know Julie's been in situations where she's been standing there with another person who's blind, and now they make fun of both of them. Isn't that true, Julie? Yes. Well, we're behind you now, Julie. Hey, remember, everyone, I have epilepsy, and I'm not ashamed that I have epilepsy. And many people with epilepsy are made fun of. But once again, those are not the cool people. So tell me, Julie, who would you say is your role model? My role model? Well, I think I have two of them. Okay. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, my first role model would be my mom because she's always by my side. And no matter what, she's, she's fighting for me and she's telling people... Um, about SJS and she's spreading the word and even when I was little um, in the store some lady made a comment about me uh, saying how dare you bring her in here with that she was saying I had pink eye and my mom stood up and said she may be blind but she's not deaf yeah right as if you can't hear when people say that yeah yeah they said that about her because she didn't they did not understand what her disability was I was only three at the time too <laughs> three years old I don't know what the heck is wrong with these people. You know that? I don't. (laughs) I don't know what's wrong with them. Well, Julie, do you have recommendations for young people who are bullied getting involved in different activities? I mean, do you think that helps to do different activities at school? Yes, I think it helps if you get involved with, like, um, choir or, like, theater or, like, band or something that you're really passionate about, like, do sports or something and that way you you know you have, like, a team of people behind you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know what? Julie is getting ready in the future for American Idol, right, Julie? <laughs> yeah. Julie loves to sing. She's a soprano, and she loves singing. And you know what, though? I don't care what your dream is. You don't let anyone change your dream. 
Don't let anyone give you that line of baloney. You know, Julie, when I was at school, I was bullied also. And ironically, you know, who would have ever thought everything that would change and everything that would happen and reverse around. But, you know, what Tana said is true. Mm-hmm. Everyone's made in God's image, and he doesn't make mistakes. Yes, I agree there. So, you know, you shouldn't be making fun of people ever under any circumstance. So are you still in the choir, or are you in the choir at your church, or where are you in the choir? I'm at a choir at um, my high school. But the thing is, is that I've always wanted to get into this one choir at my school. It's a high-level a high level choir that's a mixed choir, men, men and women's choir. And, well, my freshman year I auditioned, and the choir teacher, um, she told me that I was the weakest singer in her choir in the middle of my audition, and I started crying, and I told her I was done, and then I left the room. And uh, she called security on me. <laughs> what? Yeah. Why? She said that I was, I guess, threatening her or something, that I was a threat to the class because I was hysterical because I was crying. It wasn't oh, like yeah, you're a really like dangerous like person there. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know what? Like, if people forgot to have a heart, what has happened to compassion? This is what I want to know. And by the way, to me, that's discriminatory. And Julie should be in any choir she wants to be in at any point in her life. Julie, you don't let anyone stop you. You do whatever you want to do. You don't give up your dreams for anyone ever because they are wrong. You are right. But right now we're going to get ready to be going to break here, and then we'll be back with Miss Julie McCauley. If you missed the show earlier and you just now are joining us, Julie is a high school student from Colorado. She is living with Stephen Johnson Syndrome. She is a national advocate. She speaks across the country about her disability. And guess what else? She just had lunch a few weeks ago with Michelle Obama and told her about Stephen Johnson Syndrome and, yeah, about that bullying. So, folks, any of your children, brothers, sisters that are going through this, you make sure you have them come back and listen to this radio show with Julie McCauley. We'll be right back. We're going to go to break before we come back to close the show with our superstar, Julie McCauley. This is Joyce Bender. Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. We'll be right back. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Hi, I'm Greg Grunberg from the TV show Heroes. One of my personal heroes is my son, who, like more than 3 million Americans, has epilepsy. When someone with epilepsy is having a seizure, their brain is temporarily producing more electricity than their body can handle. They can shake or stare or fall down. They can also even briefly lose consciousness. If you see someone having a seizure, please make sure they're comfortable and safe. And within a few minutes or less, the electrical overload will stop and they will be okay. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org. Thank you. Son, we got to talk about drinking. I know. I don't want you touching alcohol till you're old enough. Yeah, I, I know, Dad. It's not a big deal. Don't, yeah, I know me, okay? And it is a big deal. Underage drinking is just stupid. Yeah, well, why'd you do it? 
Look, I did it because we didn't know what we know now. Alcohol affects kids differently, okay? When kids drink, it's more dangerous. And you're my kid. And just because they drink doesn't mean you have to. I, I know. I know. Look, son, I'm trying to help. I've seen what it does. I mean, you may think you can handle it, but when you drink, it screws up your judgment. Listen to me. This is real. I, I know, okay? I know. Teenagers know everything. So talk about underage drinking before they know it all. Before they're teens. Start talking before they start drinking. And keep talking. To learn more about the dangers of underage drinking and what to say to your kids, go to StopAlcoholAbuse.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. In the great scheme of things, a minute isn't all that much, unless you happen to have a stroke. All of a sudden, those minutes count. Minutes that could mean losing your ability to talk, move, or walk. Which is why, if you can get help in time, your stroke can be treated. The warning signs of a stroke include sudden numbness or weakness of the face. If you experience this, call 911 immediately. Visit strokeassociation.org or call 1-888-4-STROKE today. A public service announcement from the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joy Spender. And welcome back. We have as our guest today, Miss Julie McCauley in 11th grade in Colorado, living with Stephen Johnson syndrome. And you know what? Is she not awesome or what? And I know anyone throughout the United States or the rest of the world that's listening is applauding right now when I say that. She is an awesome person. And you know, Julie, if someone is listening to the show today and they want to make a contribution to the Stephen Johnson's Foundation, how do they do that? They can visit our website at www.sjssupport.org and either send a check or make a donation online through our Facebook cause under Stevens Johnson Syndrome Awareness. Okay, repeat that whole thing again. They can visit our website at www.sjssupport.org and either send a check or make a donation online through our Facebook cause under Stevens Johnson Syndrome Awareness. All right, and you know what? It doesn't matter how large. Like a lot of times people will say to me, oh, I don't have a lot of money to send in. And I say, well, do you have any money? Do you have $10? Do you have $20? Do you have something? Something is better than nothing. Always remember, if one million people were listening to the show right now and every one of them donated $1, we would have $1 million. So it's not the size. Come on, get it together. This is something really important that I do believe strongly in. And by the way, Julie and I have something in common. Remember, she had epilepsy when she was born. Now, I still take anticonvulsant medication. Uh, but, Julie, tell them what happened to you while you no longer take medication. Um, when After I had SJS, I went into uh, status from my epilepsy, and they ended up, my mom fought to have me put on a special diet called the ketogenic diet. And we put, I was put on this diet for two and a half years, and once they weaned me off, I have never had another seizure again. Well, good for you. That is awesome. 
That is great. Well, listen, I have a few last questions um, that I want to go over with you, uh, Julie, but I did have, oh, here it is. This just came in. Julie, can you tell me more about how young people with Stephen Johnson syndrome, how do they get connected to that, that organization or that website you have? Well, they could go to the sjskidssupport.org or to the uh, Stevens Johnson Syndrome's website at www.sjssupport.org or call the foundation at 303-635-1241. And, Julie, like what kind of things can they do? Is this mainly that they have a way to talk to each other or do you ever have events? I mean, it, Right all? now it's mainly a way to talk to one another. We're working on... Um, trying to do events. Oh, that would be great. Yes, it would be very great. That would be great because I know you have a friend coming to visit you soon. Yes. So you have connected with people. But if they go to that site, do they talk through Facebook or or how do they talk to each other? Um, we have a Yahoo support group mm-hmm. um, that they can sign up for and we email through that and um, they can... Uh, join the SJS cause on Facebook, and we also have a um, SJS uh, MySpace. Okay. All right. So, Julie, look, you have accomplished so much at such a young age, but I have to ask you, what would you say is your proudest accomplishment? My proudest accomplishment, I think, was speaking at the Ketogenic Diet Conference. And I hope I was able to help the Charlie Foundation um, get the word out about the ketogenic diet through my story. You know what? Can you very, in your own words, tell everyone what that is? What is the ketogenic diet? Well, the ketogenic diet is, um, well, it used to be. Well, they changed it now, so I'm not entirely... No, I mean, what did it used to be? It used to be where you'd have to measure everything you ate to the nearest gram which is how it was when I was on the diet. But now the diet's like kind of like the Atkins diet, and it's really easy to do. Oh, good. You mean they don't have to measure everything now? No, they don't, which is really cool because <laughs> my mom had a lot of trouble with that. <laughs> but it is through that diet that there are people who have been able to stop having seizures the way Julie is telling you right now. And by the way, Julie, uh, I have a young person uh, in Pennsylvania with epilepsy on the ketogenic diet, and that is what they would bully her about at school, the food she ate. That is absolutely ridiculous for them to bully her about the food that she ate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every day they make fun of her about the food she ate. And so you know what I said to tell them, Get over it, and you know what? You've got to not buy into these people and their baloney. That, what people do this to you, you've got to get away from them. What do you think, Julie? That is very true because my little sister has celiac disease, and she has to eat differently from all the kids at school. And they give a free lunch to all the elementary kids, all the elementary school students in our district that we live in, but they won't give one to Carrie because she has celiac disease. And the kids at school have actually made comments about her celiac and about her diabetes, about her insulin pump and stuff. You know what? That is that is ridiculous. Honestly, what is with this school? I don't know. we got some <laughs> educating to do there. Well, Julie, if you had one message that you wanted to leave 
with our listeners today, what would it be? Um, I would say be proud of who you are. Disabilities are only a characteristic like having blonde hair or brown eyes or being short or tall. Everyone has characteristics, and that's what makes us who we are. And that is so true. Is it that? And, Julie, I want you to email me that quote of yours. Okay. Actually, um, that quote I got, like, from that is my vision teacher, uh, Michelle wow. Ducone, is the one that usually tells me that, that it's not a characteristic, because she tells me being blind is not a characteristic of who you are. That's and right. She, she's absolutely one of the most amazing people I have ever met. And she what is her name? Disabil- her name is Michelle Chacon. Michelle, I just want to tell you, kudos to you. I'm so glad that we have a great person out there working with Julie. So I say you, Michelle, are a champion also. Well, Julie, we're going to get ready to close the show here, but you know we do always end the show with a quote from a famous civil rights leader, and it has to be, Tony Coelho, former congressman and author of the Americans with Disabilities Act, who says young people with disabilities are the most important. They are our fabric. They are our future leadership in America. Listen to their voice. And, Julie, we're going to listen to your voice. Thank you so much for being on the show, Julie. Thank you for having me. You are the best, Julie, and you make sure you keep in touch with us. Remember, this is Joyce Bender, America's Voice for Disability Matters, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. See you next week. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 